Hello and welcome to my second podcast where I am going to talk to you about a recent trip that I made to Great Yarmouth during which I visited both the Joyland and Pleasure Beach amusement parks. Now, I have been to the Pleasure Beach before. I've got very fond memories of uh, of going there with my dad uh, when I was young. I must have been six or seven, maybe. It was early 90s, I believe. Um, I mean, it begs the question, I think, should some things be left to memory? Um, especially when you see pictures online of what Yarmouth looks like now and what it looks like in my head are two completely different things. At least that's what, the, <clears throat> that's what um, I felt before the trip. Uh, but did I feel that way after the trip? Keep listening to find out. Um, so this took place uh, last weekend. So that was the end of May over the bank holiday weekend. It was a bit of a gamble because I did have suspicions that the level of busyness at the parks would be would be sky high with everyone you know looking for something to do, especially with the nice weather forecast um but I got away with it for the first bank holiday in May, and that's when I went to to Breen and Western Supermare, so I thought I'd do it again. Obviously, <clears throat> we're still not very not able to to go abroad yet. Really, um, I mean, there's a couple of places that are green listed where you don't have to quarantine, but it seems as though you know some of those are being uh, being reassessed. I think Portugal's just just like this weekend just come off the list, and there's Portuguese officials that are scratching their heads that don't really understand why. But anyway, that's a that's a completely different story and not that relevant to what to what I'm talking about. But anyway, so yeah, um <clears throat> decided to go to Yarmouth. Um unlike Breen before, I felt there was enough in um the Yarmouth area to justify asking some friends to come along. Um so I brought my friends uh Dan, Daz and uh, Tana along. Um, I believe Tan, uh, Daz has been to been to the Pleasure Beach before uh, when he was younger. Um, uh, Tana seems to think he might have been, but isn't sure. But anyway, um, it's changed quite a bit since since we were kids. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so uh, we we sort of set off from from where we live at around quarter to eight I think it was um we made good time it takes about three three hours to get there from from where we're based um no problems with traffic which was great um and it looked hot all the way down like the weather looked really nice so you know that was a good start and I I was in the mindset that Great Yarmouth could be one of these places a bit like Western when um as long as the sun is out kind of hides the cracks a little bit, you know, actually can, you know, can feel nice to be there, even though you know, you know, there's there's sort of some tatty bits to it. Um, and yeah, so we, we parked up at the 
St. Nicholas car park, which I would recommend. Um, I think it was £9.50 I paid on, on the app uh, that the machine there recommended, which isn't the usual one I've used at other car parks. Um, and that was for all day car parking. Um, and it's sort of the, the car park, it sits between um, Pleasure... Uh, Pleasure Beach and Joyland slightly well it is much closer to the Pleasure Beach but it's it's well positioned basically it's got it's a it's a good spot to park in um, and there were there were spaces available when we got there so we arrived at about half eleven I think it was ish maybe near to twelve um, and yeah it was it was uh it was it was easy enough to get into, um, got sorted, very quickly realised as soon as we got out of the car um, that despite looking really nice, the the weather was kind of playing tricks on us because it was actually cold, and fortunately, uh, we'd all bought jackets because I mean I was definitely going to gamble on it just being warm based on what the weather reports and. How the how the skies looked. I I was going to gamble and go without, but glad I brought a jacket along. Um, so yeah, we we got got sorted, got onto the um, onto the promenade, I guess you'd call it. Uh, grabbed a quick bit of food and a drink, and the first stop was actually uh, Joyland. First, uh, the reason that was the case was one we we just wanted to kind of zip in and do do a few bits there that that we've kind of seen on um, other people's videos and RCDB, like um, there's a couple of coasters there um, and a couple of like really old rides that are, have been preserved and, and spruced up of late. And, you know, it's quite a historic attraction, even though it's definitely for kids. And, you know, there's, you get a few looks when you, you're queuing up to go in there and you're not with any kids yourself, but not not a big deal. Um, and we had timed tickets for Great Yarmouth's uh, Pleasure Beach. So um, I think we were in around, I feel it was around two o'clock, like two to five maybe, um, which, which, was, which was perfect time-wise, but I'll come to that. Um, and it's good. It's good how they're operating that. I think, but like I said, when I, I'll talk about that when I get to talking about the Pleasure Beach. But um, Joyland. So uh, this was a part that I definitely couldn't remember if I'd been to before as a kid. I just didn't remember it. Um, but there was a there was a strong chance I had been taken around it. It's very very small, um, and you basically do a little loop around a fake, very small. Uh, mountain I guess you'd call it and in the mountain itself there is the Spook Express roller coaster around along the around the top of it and inside the top of it and um, below it the there's a couple of the sort of more historic attractions so Spook Express I think was built in the 90s like early 90s whereas you've got uh, I want to say it's Neptune's Kingdom possibly uh, which is like a dark ride and that's I'm sure that's like a 50s or 60s attraction um, 
And I think you've also got jet cars. Now that, we didn't actually end up doing those. That was the only like sort of historic ride we didn't do, but they, to me, looked a bit, uh, a little bit boring and, and not, you know, I mean, the, to, to kind of get on each ride, I think it worked out like £1.50, which is an absolute steal, absolute steal nowadays. Um, so we, theoretically, we could have done it, but we bought a bag of tokens, each token being £1.50, and I think because we bought a bag of 12, we got an extra three checked in. So it's 15 in total. Some, something like that. And it worked out that we could do everything apart from, and apart from the one extra thing that we would we could have bought separate tokens for. But we just, like the jet cars, they just didn't... I've seen videos online and I just didn't think they looked up to much. Um, so yeah, once, once we got into the park, I mean, there was, there was no real queue to get in. You kind of it slightly sloped downwards from the entrance. The entrance is is quite a cool little entrance, like a big joining sign. Um, I want to say it's in a particular style. It's not Art Deco, but I, I'm not sure what it is. Um, but yeah, you you queue at the top, to, uh, but we obviously walk straight through, and then you kind of like head down a, a bit, and there's like a little ticket booth type thing, and that's where you get your tokens from. And then you basically walk around, like I said, you walk around this mountain. Um, the I think the first ride that you come to is the snails. Um, but we headed straight over to the Tyrolean Twist, I think it's called, Tub Twist. Um, now that's uh, actually classified as a, Virginia, a junior, junior Virginia Reel. Uh, Virginia Reels being something a particular like roller coaster type that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so there used to be like there used to be a wooden one at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, for example, and they they're kind of like a um, a spinning roller coaster where you're all in a tub, like your, your group, and it just goes back and forth on itself as it sort of progresses downwards back towards the, the sort of station. You know, it goes up a lift hill and then just you know back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and obviously they don't, they just don't exist anymore. This is li literally the only sort of incarnation of it that's available to ride nowadays, but it's a junior version. Um, and it's a very old looking thing. It, I mean, classifying it as a roller coaster, it's a little bit of a stretch, but it is, I think. Um, it's got a very unique kind of lift hill that um, is powered, uh, but you can't actually see how you get to the top of the lift hill. It's really weird. It's like, you can't see what's propelling you up there. There's no chain. And then the the tubs kind of sit in these troughs where it's just, oh, it's really hard to explain. It's like the dividers on the motorway, you know, between, between the two sides of the motorway, it's like those, like two of those with a gap. And that's where the sort of tub sits. And then they kind of go, back and forth on themselves. Um, we all managed, well, I say we always, there was three adults managed to get into one tub, but it was really packed in. Like we were in each other's laps and in hindsight, probably wasn't the best idea. We definitely nearly bumped heads at one point and it would have been nasty. It's not like the kind of, oh, nearly, nearly got your sort of little soft bump. 
it was pretty violent, you know, almost a full-on headbutt that I almost uh, administered to, to to one of the lads. Um, and yeah, so you get, you get to the top of the lift here and then it goes down on the trough and you kind of start spinning and it's, uh looks can be deceiving because that is one of the spinniest roller coasters I think I've ever been on. And whilst we were enjoying it a lot and having a, you know, having a good laugh about it, it was incredibly nauseating. <laughs> um, and also the, the, there was that element of danger thrown in for good measure. So every time you you kind of rammed into the end of the run that you're on and then sort of go around the corner to begin the next run in, in the direction that you just come from, you know, it's a pretty abrupt uh, sort of hit and you know depending on where you are positioned and who you're facing and how much spinning is going on it's can be uncomfortable can you know can be painful um but you kind of it's such a laugh it's so ridiculous you just kind of go with it go with the flow and like we saw it go around a couple of times with with different types of people on there so uh, i think it was a girl on her own one time and then there was I think like a, a grandparent met possibly two grandparents and, and a child and they came off and they were fine and we came off and we were fine so it wasn't a problem um and yeah um we only did it once we were like a bit ballsy before the start of it going like oh we might go and get some more tokens and go around and do it more than once but once was enough especially as we're sort of get, starting to get a older and age is definitely affecting how much tolerance we have to disorient you know being disorientated on um on rides uh so yeah we did that no queue straight on great ride did it did enjoy it ultimately and then from there we headed round i believe what did we do I think we went and did Spook Express next, just so that we could say we'd tick both roller coasters off. And I think it was the next thing that you come to if you're going anti-clockwise, as they kind of wanted you people to do in the park. Um, I mean, the reason for that was obviously they wanted people to be socially distanced and not sort of mingling, you know, going different directions and stuff. But to be honest, it wasn't particularly well enforced. And it's a small park and there were lots of people in there and no one was wearing masks. We had our masks, but um, the, 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 I think there's like a, the policy of uh, different parks is different and there's not like a, there doesn't seem to be like a um, proper rule set from like government level that, you know, should be just applicable everywhere. Um, so people are not, basically not doing it. Um, but anyway, so we got into the queue for Spook Express, which, you know, was, uh, uh, probably the longest queue. Yeah, it was, I think, longest queue. Um, and even, I mean, it only took, what, 10, 15 minutes. Um, and so Spook Express, like I said, is in the top of the mountain. And I think it kind of goes round in an anti-clockwise, um, circle and it does kind of two helixes within that so it kind of go, goes round helix one keeps going helix two keeps going and then you're back into the station and i think it, it went through twice 
Um, and it's like a powered roller coaster as well. It's aimed at kids. It's it's quite a small one. Um, there's like a dark section, but the which is the second helix. But again, I, they, it wasn't really dark, and they'd not really done any theming or anything in there. Whereas, um, kind of around the entrance and then around the mountain itself, there's like various kind of like spooky characters. I think so. I think like Frankenstein and stuff are on there. I mean, the mountain itself is quite cartoony. It's like a bright green and I think the bottom of it is like bright like or very sort of dark brown but it contrasts nicely with the green it's very yeah cartoony um so yeah not much to write home about with regards to Spook Express but um it was good it was you know it was fine and good for kids uh after that I think we went round and we did the snails uh, these were a pleasant, I wouldn't say surprise because I've, I've seen videos and stuff of them, but they, they're, again, they're like a, they're almost like a powered roller coaster and sort of middle, middle of the way through, there's like some drops and then some sort of bunny hops. Um, you, it is all powered and I guess it's because it doesn't coast that technically some, some say it's not a coaster, I think. I think there's a couple of websites that do classify it as being a roller coaster, but I it's it's not in my eyes. But um it doesn't really seem to coast, it seems more powered. Um I think we each had a snail um on, on our own. I don't think that I don't think two adults would fit into one snail. Um and yeah, pleasant, pleasant surprise in a way because it was just good fun and a bit. It's like a bit of silliness, you know, especially for adults being on these rides. But um, they're, they're quirky and they don't. It doesn't feel like the sort of thing you find any, anywhere else. Although, funnily enough, Great Yarmouth Pleasure Beach also does have snails, but they're completely different. To be fair, and that that's more of a like dark ride where you're going through different scenes. Uh, this one is kind of outdoors and just sort of goes around some nice plants and uh, bushes and stuff. And that's one thing I didn't say about the tip, the, the tub twist is that um, there's some interestingly placed um, trees and stuff, which were probably weeds, you know, many years ago and they sort of developed into full grown plants and, and they definitely add to it because if you're not careful, you will get hit by, <laughs> hit by them. Um, so that's, again, that's quite weird and quirky but but makes it you know more of a laugh but yeah the same same sort of stuff happens on the, the snails um and yeah that, that, that that's good fun and then they kind of give you a sticker at the end of that and i think i think they do at the end of the twist ride as well uh because they do have on ride photography so it's kind of like your sticker i think it's got like a number on that correlates with the with the picture that your you know your photograph is on because um, I think you just go to one booth. I don't think there's, you know, other theme, other theme parks and amusement parks. You might go to a trailer for one particular ride or to a to a shop for one particular ride. And then, you know, the next one's got its own shop or trailer and then, you know, so on and so on. Whereas I think with Joyland, I think it was all from one place is where you would go and get your pictures for all your rides. And then, like, there was, like, some basic merch i mean they had snail um face masks which were which were fun kind of wish i'd have got one but um yeah so that's the snails and then 
I think the only other ride then was the Neptune's Kingdom, which was just a dark, dark ride where you're in a sort of powered vehicle that goes around a track. Um, that did feel uh, like like an old attraction, but that uh, it was well sort of illuminated inside, and the paint was very bright and vibrant. So there was like lots to look at. Um, you know, different fish and stuff like that. And then <clears throat> and then at the end, I think there was like the Neptune character. Um, again, great for kids. Had a really cool entrance. Like again, really sort of um, eye-catching. And, you know, lots of detail. And again, built into the bottom of the, of the mountain. Um, but that was probably my least, yeah, probably just about my least favourite attraction there because I'd say that the Spooky Express was a bit more exciting than it. But um, yeah, and that kind of concluded our trip around Joyland and I was pleasantly, you know, impressed with the place. I thought, um, I kind of expected to be, to be honest, because I love I, like history and quirkiness and stuff like that and it, it just had it in bucket loads. It was really... Um, it was a good laugh going around there, and you only need an hour max, if that. Um, and you know, it's it's not expensive at all. It's great for the kids if you're going with a family, but even if you're going just with a group of mates, it's just go and do the tub twist, go and do the snails. They're the they're the two standout attractions, particularly the tub twist. I mean, that is an adult attraction in my eyes. That is an adult level of thrill. It's. Uh, it's mental. Um, and once we'd done that, we went and had a look at the, I think it's, is it the Victorian waterways? Or if, no, maybe they call it the Venetian. I, I don't know. It's, um, it's like um, a nice uh, sort of plot of um, plants and trees and stuff. It's got kind of a waterway running through it and it's got like bridges. It's supposed to be like loosely inspired by Venice, but I mean... It's very, very loose, but it was nice to kind of have a, just have a sort of chill out and walk through there um, while we waited for our sort of slot at the Pleasure Beach. Uh, we had enough time to go and get like a coffee um, and sit down and look out at the sea, which was cool. Um, weather was still great. And um, yeah, that kind of ate into the sort of time we had to, to sort of use up. And then we very sort of slowly made our way down to to the, to the uh, Pleasure Beach. We also did go on the pier for a bit and there was a ghost train on the pier, but that really was nothing to write home about. Very, very basic, but just kind of a laugh to, to do it. But it uh, there, was, uh, there was nothing. I mean, it was quite dark inside, but there was no... It, it was very dated. It was very... Uh, sort of past its its best uh, best years um, it looked okay from the outside um, looked sort of colourful looked like it might have been painted recently but the inside was a bit of a letdown um, there were also slides on the pier but we, we didn't bother with those and then yeah like I say we kind of made our way down to Pleasure Beach didn't take that long um, 
walk past all the fish and chip shops, walk past all the like tacky shops. I think there's like a miniature, uh, like a model village on the way, which I sort of have vague memories of mm, possibly going around as a kid. Um, and there was also a couple of themed um, uh, sort of mini golf, like, you know, putting uh, golf um, attractions. And uh, yeah, they, they actually look pretty good. They looked like they'd uh, had a little bit of money spent on them and there was a lot going on, you know, it wasn't sort of sparse theming with the odd, you know, there was, I think there was a pirate one and it wasn't like there was just like the odd pirate here and there and, you know, a, a bit of a boat and, and sort of, you know, they'd kind of tried to make it look as if it was themed when actually it was just a couple of set pieces that were just dropped in. It was, from what I can remember, it was, it was really quite um, fully realised and, you know, lots to look at from, from for both of them. Um, and there's like a weird observation thing that's possibly part of an apartment block um, in Yarmouth. We walked past that, but I don't think that was open, but it was quite an interesting building. Um, and that's, it's, that's a good point, actually. There's, there's, there's like the Winter Gardens, which um, again is on sort of looking uh, on a kind of prime bit of real estate looking out to sea on on the sort of seafront um, and that had definitely seen better days when it was shut and it looked like it was kind of rotting and you know really needed a bit of money sort of injected into it to kind of sort it out and turn it into something whether it sort of opens for it or reopens for its original purposes I don't know it's kind of whether there's demand for it but I, I think you know I think there is especially with people having more holidays and trying to do more stuff in the UK at the moment and, and maybe going forwards as well because this is this whole COVID thing is likely to kind of dent um, some people's sort of want for going away um, and yeah there was there was that and then there was like um, there was there was another couple of buildings there was one that had been turned into an indoor mini golf and that looked sort of an old building, you know, we're talking like hundreds of years, like or a hundred years old at least. And then there was one that had something really tacky put in front of it. And I can't remember what it was, but again, it, it looked like actually there's some there's some pretty cool buildings in um, in Yarmouth. Um, we also walked past a slingshot attraction and a big wheel. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but there's not necessarily that much to like look at it seems in Yarmouth although I have mentioned those cool buildings um, and obviously if you look out to sea you've got the the old wind turbines which they don't look that bad and they don't take up the whole kind of sea seafront it's just a particular sort of section of it and they're quite far out so yeah um, so we made our way down to the Pleasure Beach got in the, there was a queue to kind of go in it wasn't too long um, and yes, it's, it's, the way they're operating is there's three different timed periods in the park and I think they each give you the same amount of time. I'm pretty certain it's three hours and three hours in the end turned out to be perfect. I mean, we, uh, we got in, we went and did the family star spinning roller coaster, which was a disappointment. Um, 
really disappointing actually. Uh, I've been on a similar ride in um, Skegness. Uh, I think it's Bottoms Pleasure Beach, and I seem to remember that being. I mean, I went on it on my own, uh, but I seem to remember it spinning a lot more and being slightly bigger. Um, this one just didn't even with three people in there like and it was kind of I wouldn't say it was like equally weighted uh, but it just didn't it didn't spin and it didn't really do much of anything to be honest it was a bit of a bit of a dud attraction but that was an anomaly because um, the rest of the part was actually really good it was really good fun uh, and like I said should memories you know should you sort of just rely on your memories and not revisit places especially when there's been such a long period of time sometimes that is you know what you should do but in this case really glad that decided to go back um because we had a we had a terrific three hours in the park um got to go on the wooden roller coaster which is like um a side friction roller coaster so it's got a brake van because it doesn't have upstop wheels so I think the ride has been designed to not come off like you know it kind of it'll go down it'll come up and it won't be going too fast that you know that otherwise the, the train would come off the track but there's there's a brake man that rides it to kind of just control the speeds and um I didn't realize apparently it's like according to to one of the guys it was um it is the or was the second tallest wooden roller coaster up until very recently think it might have dropped to like third or fourth but given that that was I think that was put into the UK uh, built in the UK after like a world fair in France and I think it was like 39 or 40s that it was built I think um, and it's quite impressive that it's remained a kind of star attraction all the way through until now um, and it's just awesome it's a it's a really good ride really good fun it's not intense at all but it's just enjoyable and it's it feels long and um or you know you get it's a good it's a decent ride time um there's lots of quirks about it so it's got this like i want to say fiberglass i don't know what the material is but it's you can't see through the wooden structure it's all completely like panelled off so it kind of conceals some bits as well. Um, so you sort of you're in your, you start off in the station and then it kind of goes around a corner, goes onto the lift hill, goes down a very shallow small drop, and comes back up again. And to to sort of onlookers from the ground, it looks like that is the main first drop, the way it's kind of styled. But actually it's not. So you go down, you come up, you do a corner, you come round, you come back like, kind of like an S-bend type thing. And then the second drop is the big one. And I do always remember that. that that's something I vividly remember from um, when I was a little kid because I just thought, oh, the first drop's the big drop. But actually, no, it was this one. And again, it doesn't, doesn't quite seem as big, but it's definitely the biggest drop. Um, and then it just goes through a series of turns and drops and... Um, there's a bit of interaction with the, with a monorail and also like a, the snail ride on the ground. Um, but it's it's fantastic. It's really, really good. They've kept it in great shape. They've kept it looking good. Like the trains are, are sort of nice and bright. Um, it doesn't look like run down at all. 
Uh, and it is, you know, it's still to this day the star attraction. It's, we we rewrote it like three or four times. So, you know, it, it it's, there's not like loads to do in the Pleasure Beach, but it, that you know that that's that's definitely um, the, the top ride still. And you kind of always, as you go from one end of the park to the other, that you know that's that's what you come back to. I mean, speaking about park layout, it's, it is quite odd because you kind of walk in. To start with, you kind of, uh, if you come in from the Joyland way, like we did, there's, there is like a bit, it's quite a big plot of land, and it's got, um, I think that's, there's golf, a golf course on there, like a little pitching, not pitching, but there's like a little putting thing on there, possibly, I think, I can't remember now, um, but there's, there's like a, a Jurassic um, ride, you know, like a, a, a car ride, powered car ride that's like loosely based on Jurassic Park, um, which I'm sure there's copyright infringement all over the place. But speaking earlier about theming and stuff and how the the mini golfs were like really well done, the theming on the Jurassic car ride thing is um is really sparse. So what they have got is good, like big dinosaurs, um, but it's there's lots of like empty space and it's it's a bit naff. I think they could definitely do a bit more with that. Uh, there's like a crooked house which we didn't go in. Uh, we didn't go on the Jurassic car thing either. Um, and then there's there's like a couple of little stalls selling food and drink I think. And then there's the log room which is quite cool. It's quite iconic looking. It's um, there's three drops on it. They all kind of intertwine with each other. And then the, it's all like a steel structure that I believe was going to have been um, like a mountain or so, or some you know, it was going to be cladded up in the same way that like a lot of log flumes used to be done and, and like kind of like how the the roller coaster is now with all the panelling it's got, but it just never happened, but it kind of still looks pretty cool. Um, and I said to Dan, it's like, oh, there's a little secret I know about that. I'm not sure whether I should tell you now or not. Um, I mean, it was nothing major. It was basically that the water was seawater rather than normal water. Um, I think in the end I kept it quiet uh, and we got wet. So we, we definitely, we discovered that secret for ourselves. Um, but yeah, so you, you kind of walk through that without really going through what feels like a main entrance. And then beyond that, there is like a, a gate with Pleasure Beach over the top of it. And I, I would call that the main, the main entrance. And that was where you queue in to get in. And then you kind of go in to the admin uh, admission like building um, where they check your tickets and stuff and that, that's like on the left and then you come around and then you're into the park so yeah we obviously like I said we did the spinning roller coaster then we went up to the wooden roller coaster then we kind of did the oh actually we did the caterpillar as well between those two but that's like a non-event I mean that's just the same thing that you find everywhere. I think I, you know, it was the same one as I went on at Breen like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then you, we did the uh, the fourth and final coaster, which was a uh, SBF Visa like figure of eight spinning roller coaster. Um, I've got to admit, these things they're popping up everywhere, and they, and in similar way to like caterpillars, and they uh, sort of things I've read where people are just like, oh, once you've done one, you've done them all, and they're a bit rubbish. Um, but actually I think they're great I, I think they're quite enjoyable I mean it's still early days and I'm sure when, if I'm fortunate enough to have gone on many more you know in the not so distant future 
I might think differently about them, but actually I think they're really cool for what they are. And again, they're good for introducing kids to slightly more thrilling coaster concepts without completely sort of um, overwhelming them. Um, so we did that. And that was the only time where we saw people kind of just be a bit, bit kind of rude and nasty um there was a kid on the train before we got on it and it was going around and then he started to cry and the operator did eventually stop the coaster but i didn't think he stopped it like immediately and then the parents took offense at that and proceeded to continue calling him um four eyes as they were telling him he'd done a rubbish job and their kid was upset and they were gonna go to the um you know, part management and moan and get him in trouble and it was kind of like, oh, come on, man, like, totally not, not necessary and the guy just didn't, didn't, didn't seem scared but just didn't really know what to make of it. It was just like, what, you know, what, what's going on? Um, but that was, that was the only thing really. I mean, the, 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 the general sort of um, atmosphere in the park was actually pretty good. Um, you know, people just there for a good time and there, there was lots of like pop music it's not my favourite thing in the world but meant <clears throat> meant there was a bit of atmosphere and a bit of life to the place um, and then yeah we just proceeded to kind of go around and do we did the twister ride which I've still got bruises from from where my uh, mate Tan um, I obviously picked the wrong side I mean they said the biggest guy should go on one particular side and to be fair I think Tanner is slightly bigger than me um, but I he, he kind of talked me into whether he knew what was going to happen, talked me into sit on this side and then I got continually bashed into um, as it was going around and it was quite painful. <laughs> not not uh, an enjoyable experience. Um, so we did that. We did the giant drop tower, which is similar to the one they've got at Adventure Island in Southend. Um, that was good fun. Uh, so you get a couple of drops off of that um, and it's different to like a normal or standard drop tower where there's kind of three or four seats um, in four different spots all around the tower uh, this one is just you all sit in front of the tower but the the car kind of sort of goes beyond the width of the tower if that makes sense so you, those on the edges are kind of like hanging right over the edge there's nothing kind of connecting them to to the tower directly um, and that was that was really good fun. Would have gone on that again, and they they've also got um, a ride they built themselves called Lightning Three Hundred and Sixty, uh, and that surprised me because that was actually really good. Even though I went on with Daz and we decided to kind of push each other to see how long we could last upside down for, because you've basically this thing is um, there's different there's there's like planes all around this tower in a sort of circular formation each plane has two people that sit on it side by side in between them there's a joystick and then as the the planes spin around the tower just like going around in like a clockwise rotation you can then manually using your joystick make it rise up to the top of the tower and then down and you can also spin the plane and you can spin it so that it just sits upside down for the whole time, which we pretty much did. Um, and I didn't feel great 
prior to going on that, just because I'd, I'd had quite a like, late night the night before and not slept particularly great, so I was feeling a bit groggy. And I thought that might finish me off, but actually, I, for some reason, I ended up feeling okay after it, better than I did going on it, to be honest. I think Daz was all right. Uh, Tan also went on it, and he... I think he basically was behind us, and he just left his in the upright position, I think. But each to their own. But it was good. It was a good ride, and I think it's one that Pleasure Beach have made themselves. So props to them for that, because that was, that was actually a good ride. Um, and then we did the... Ghost Train, classic Ghost Train, which was quite good. Had a very, very strong smell in there, like quite a musty smell, which is kind of a Ghost Train-y smell, uh, but and it kind of adds to the horror because it's not particularly pleasant, but it was a bit too strong for me. But like the actual scenes and the props and stuff were, were really cool. It was, it was, you could see everything and there's a couple of jump scares and stuff and Definitely better than the one on the pier, uh, but actually quite a good ghost train in general. And then next to that was like the fun house, um, where you basically just walk, it's all indoors, and you walk around the inside of this building. Like the whole, the actual middle of it is completely empty, which is a bit weird, but you kind of walk around all four walls, and there's like moving things and like travelators, and you know, I've, I've been on better. Uh, the one at Groenland sticks out as being really good. And there's like a slide at the end, and from what I remember, and it's really cool. This one was a bit more stripped back, and the the things kind of got a bit repetitive after a while, but it was still good fun, but just a, it, not as good as it could have been. Um, and yeah, th- there was also a, a spinning ride that kind of, like a pirate ship, but um, on track, and I can't remember what they're called now. Um we didn't go on that, but it was going. And there was something else there, some time, something to do with time going backwards, but that wasn't running. But it was another spinny ride. Um, and then we basically finished our day on the log flume, which, um, from what I remember, the smallest drop is the one that got us absolutely drenched. Absolutely drenched. Um, and it it was actually it was a good log flume. It was a good log flume. Um <laughs> but doing it right at the end of the day and it not even though it looked hot, um it, you know, it not being particularly warm uh did mean that it wasn't necessarily the best idea. Um and it meant that we got we went home in the car wet, which well, I went to the hotel, which was an hour away in Norwich. Um, but but it was great, and we wanted to laugh. And um, I would highly recommend going, actually, if you've not been before. Uh, and the, the three hours, perfect amount of time. So we were kind of done at that point. Another hour, and we'd have just done re-rides. Maybe done the disco, I think it's called, the, the spinning ride um, that was open. Maybe done a re-ride like the giant drop, possibly the ghost train. And I think that there was a waltzers that we didn't do as well. But obviously, I mean, waltzers, just every fair you go to has got them. So we've done, you know, had more than my fair share of those over time. But um, yeah, really, really good day out. Uh, money-wise, I think it was 13 quid for the wristband for the three hours, which is brilliant value. 
definitely got a money's worth. Um, and they had they didn't let too many people in, so there was there was a lot of space. Um, and again, that's that's brilliant. Um, so yeah, so you just kind of go up. The only thing we didn't do the monorail either, to be fair. Um, but we did do the snails, which I didn't mention. But yeah, they they basically just go through um, a lot of the kind of. I think the building is built underneath the roller coaster. And you go through, and it's all kind of like Disney esque scenes. Um, the Alice in Wonderland ones were really good. I remember that, but it just feels a bit weird because it's not, it's not a Disney attraction. That's definitely not a certified, you know, use of their IPs. But I think because it was built possibly before Disney, so um, the 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 Disney sort of films would have existed but the entry park prob- uh, prob- probably not and so I'm sure that the park can argue that it, because it was there before I don't know but anyway it's, it's there and they've not been told to remove it so um, it's kind of cool uh, it's not something I would have gone on again but it's for kids and stuff it's great um, so yeah that's, that's that's basically it um I think we left uh, what, two to five, probably half five-ish. Um, and then, like I say, we stayed we stayed at nearby. I think it's 45 minutes to get to the hotel in Norwich, um, which we did because we couldn't get anywhere in Great Yarmouth. Bank holiday weekend, completely sold out. And, and, and Norwich only really had a couple of hotels that we were kind of willing to stay at. Um, so, but you know Norwich is quite good for a night out uh, not that we got to enjoy a particularly great one um, just because of the way things are at the moment and having to book book where you go to and just it being a bit of a faff um, we just had a bit of a still went out for drinks and stuff but just it was a bit more chilled and stuff which was great uh, and we had a, we then went on to Pleasurewood Hills the next day which I will talk about in a separate in a separate um podcast but yeah so so that's that's basically the the Saturday that that we spent in Great Yarmouth and it was really good got to spend a bit of time on the beach uh, or at least looking out at the sea um, it, it was busy but it but but people were you know in good spirits and, and it wasn't kind of too chavvy or too sort of loud and silly and hen pies and stag do's and all this sort of stuff. It was um, just just people being happy to be out again and just, you know, getting on, getting on with their day and having fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's that kind of wraps that, that particular day out up. Um, and it's part of uh, a number of days out that I've done in the UK, which I'm going to sort of talk about. Um, they aren't the most kind of extreme experiences, um, but you know you've got to work with what you've got, and um, we got. To, I'm quite keen to support these smaller attractions because a lot of them must be struggling. Um, so it's it's a nice excuse to get out there and you know in some cases revisit places I've been to before, but when I was a lot younger, and in other cases, go go to new places that I've not yet had a chance to go to. So, yeah. 
um, watch out for the for the next couple of podcasts that I'm hoping to record soon. Okay, well, uh, thank you for listening, and um, yeah, you'll hear from me soon.